With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go! Championship football. Championship football. Got to show these boys how we really get down, man. 16 weeks. Let's go! Thousands of hits, catches, tackles, kicks, passes, and blocks. A lifetime's worth of blood and sweat. All poured into a 60-minute, bone-crushing, adrenaline-fueled battle of bodies. Welcome to Go for the Two with Yahoo Sports Radio college football analyst Joe Lisi and former Georgia Bulldogs wide receiver Corey Allen. Right, let's rock and roll. Huddle up. Here's Joe and Corey. We are about six months away from the start of the 2016 college football season, but I am chomping at the bit. We're going to look at West Virginia in a little bit. West Virginia in 2015 had a very successful campaign, 8-5 and five overall, culminated with a bold victory over Arizona State, 43-42, to 42, a dynamic bold victory for Dana Holgerson and the Mountaineers. They'll turn their attention in a little bit to the 2016 campaign. Joining me today is a very special guest. He had an outstanding career in Morgantown from 1999 through 2002. I want to welcome in former West Virginia running back Avon Colburn. Avon, how are you today? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. My, my pleasure. You had an outstanding career from 1999 to 2002. You are the all-time West Virginia rushing leader with 5,164 total rushing yards. You had 28 games with over 100 yards rushing. That's, a, that's another West Virginia record. you two-time All-Big East selection. Talk to me about what it meant for you to play for the Mountaineers in Morgantown, and more importantly, for two head coaches, Don Ewing and Rich Rodriguez. Man, you know what? It was it was awesome. I mean, uh, it, the way I got there was kind of was kind of odd. I mean, I tore my ACL in high school, and um, you know, out of all the teams that that stayed with me, West Virginia was one of those one of those teams. And you know, I chose them, and I and I and they chose me as well. So for me, it was it was an awesome experience, man. That was a great opportunity for me to go and, and play for a great school, um, a school a school that you know they they love they love. I mean, not even just a school, like a state that loves their football. You know, and and I mean, I was blessed. I had a lot of great guys around me that helped me. You know, get to where get to where I, I've been, and you know, get those records. You're a Jersey guy. You grew up in Camden. I'm a Jersey guy, and I don't think a lot of true college football fans recognize the great talent within the state of New Jersey. Talk to me a little bit. You mentioned that you had knee surgery and you had uh, an injury in high school, but talk to me a little bit about the recruiting process because I'm always enamored about how athletes get to their universities. Talk to me about how Daniel and the staff recruited you back in the day. I mean, like I said, it was a little odd. Um, you know, coming out, coming out of, uh, um, you know, coming out of a uh, Holy Cross High School, I um, I was recruited by pretty much everybody. And then when I tore my ACL, a lot of teams backed out. A lot of SEC schools. And I, to be honest with you, at the time, I didn't even know the difference between SEC or anything like that. I just I just knew I wanted to play, you know, college football. Um, and um, you know what happened? I, uh, Coach Pierce is funny because I just seen him. 
uh, this year at at the coaching uh, convention this year, and uh, he he recruited me. He came by and sat down with uh, me and uh, the Mezzes, who I who I stayed with at the time. Um, and um, you know, it was it was funny because I was kind of reflecting um, about about my you know my college my college process, and um, it was one practice that I had where Coach Holmes, he was a DB coach that was there at the time. He came down to watch me practice the day before the game, and I had a terrible practice. But I ended up having a great game um, for the game. But I had a terrible practice that the day before, and um, so they would just come down and, and watch me practice and watch me play. And and um, you know, I would meet I would meet them here and there. And then you know, when the opportunity came for me to sign with West Virginia, it was it was a dream come true. Um, you know, it, it wasn't too far from the house, so I knew you know family and friends could come visit and. And um, you know, it was I, I always grew up wanting to play for a team that had blue and yellow, blue and gold colors. And I mean it just so happened that was what I wanted and that that's kinda how, how it kinda evolved and you know, it was one of the you know, it's funny how, how that recruitment process goes because there's particular things that players, you know, want, you know, as far as a as far as a college or whatever. Maybe it's colors, maybe it's uniforms, maybe it's, you know, cleats. Um and you know, for me, it was a, it was a necessity to have to have um, you know blue and gold, and also to have Nike cleats. There's a lot of teams that had Adidas, and I just wasn't with putting on Adidas. It's crazy how how simple minded we are. Yeah, I love you see, and that's what I love about the stories. I'm going to show my age now because uh, you know the pageantry and tradition of West Virginia football. 1988 stands out with Major Harris and that undefeated team, uh, Bo Orlando and some of those guys. I grew up watching a guy out in West Virginia, a solid defensive end and linebacker, uh, David Grant, that was, you know, just phenomenal at his position. And another guy, Jeff Hostetler, back in the day, I remember when they went on the road to Norman to face Oklahoma, they, they dropped that ball game, but just admired the way West Virginia football was all about. And I grew up watching Big East football. And, and that's another thing, too, when you, when you look at the conference as a whole overall back in the day that you played. I mean, you played in the heart uh, of the of the conference back in the day and, and the pageantry and tradition of West Virginia football. Talk to me about that. The fans, what it meant to play in Morgantown, because that's what I love hearing too um, about the great universities that make up you know college football as a whole. You know that that, that was that was important. I mean, I really like I said before, I didn't understand what it meant to, to play for West Virginia when I got there because. I really didn't know anything about West Virginia. I mean, all I knew was that, you know, I had a couple guys from my college, from my high school that went there, and then, um, you know, I knew Amos was there, and I went and watched him a couple times. And um, and, and once, once I got there, you, you started to get the feel of what West Virginia was all about, you know, what the blue and gold was really about. Um, you know, I guess the biggest thing that it was about was just beating Pitt. And, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that that rival is, is, is gone, uh, that rivalry is gone, but you know, that was kind of the biggest thing that when I got there, that was the first thing Coach Nealon said was, um, we're going to be pit. You know, that's that's the that's the first thing. I don't care what else we do, we're going to be pit. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then I, I remember, I just remember that you touched on that earlier, um, that Rich Rod, you know, when Rich Rod came in, I mean, he's a, he's a former Mountaineer as well. So, you know, it was just, it was just that same mindset. You know, regardless of how our season goes, if we beat Pitt, um, you know our our season as well, and I mean that was kind of that was kind of the the past. Um, but but now I think now we we wanted to we want to live in, in not 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 necessarily more victories. We want to win national championships. Um, 
And I mean, that was my mindset. I think that was, um, you know, everybody's everybody's mindset going there was, you know, is it possible we can win a national championship? We had great players. We had good players. Um, and the tradition that you know, you know, with Daryl Talley and 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 all the guys that that came before us, we wanted to set that example for the guys coming, you know, coming behind us. And I think we did a great job of catapulting, you know, West Virginia to where they are. And and the guys set the bar, um, you know, for when we went there you know, to, to, to where where they are now. And, I mean, it's always exciting to see, you know, the players that you, that you you know, that were underneath you have success. And, you know, they, they call you sometime and, and attribute some of their success to you as far as, you know, whether it's the work ethic, whether it's the way you prepare, you know, that, that, that was, that's awesome. And, I, and, I, and it, always, it always lives on. It always goes one, one step further, you know, because once you leave, now they have the reins, now they have the, the, um, the leadership, and now, you know, how, however however they lead is however that team is going to go. And, uh, you know, when Rich Rod came in, you know, I, we, we knew we knew we had a great group of seniors, and um, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we left we left with a nice legacy of, of West Virginia football doing, you know, doing and being who, you know, who West Virginia football was before, you know, the 2001 season because that was a, that was a ter- horrific season. And then we ended off, you know, going, I think, nine and something – and um, which was which was awesome because we I don't think we won nine games in a long time. And that's great too. And, and hearing that and seeing the transition because with any new coach after a legendary head coach and you can you can mention a team that's going to have that this year in Virginia Tech. Frank Beamer now retired, um, you know, yeah. new head coach in place. So there's always a transition, especially in styles. I mean, back in the day with Don Healy and, and I remember a, another quarterback, he wasn't the best quarterback, but uh, brought West Virginia to prominence was Jake the Snake Kelchner back in the day that, <laughs> that beat Miami, you know, <laughs> with the, he had the mullet and everything else going on back in the day. But, um, you know, and I just think of blue-collar football, you know, between the tackles, a tough running game, and, you know, a defense that brought an attitude. That's that's what reminded me of the great Don Nealon teams for West Virginia. And then Rich Rod comes in, and he, he's got this high-octane offense, yeah, you had a great quarterback during your tenure there, Rasheed Marshall. I think a lot of football mm-hmm. fans forget his great athletic ability and really how to utilize his talents. So it was a transition, but that's what I like to hear and and hear how you know your team basically did catapult the great teams in West Virginia in the mid two thousands because it was a grind, right? I mean, it was when you get a new head coach in there and, and you have to keep maintain the senior uh, leadership on the, on the team. That's what it's all about. But um, I love hearing that, and I love hearing the work ethic uh, of what it takes to succeed because that's where football is, right? Absolutely, and I mean it, it's it's um it's crazy because when when new when new coaches come in, you know, change is evident. You know, things are going to happen that most players don't want to don't want to happen. And you know, we lost we lost a lot of good. I lost my best friend. You know, he was my roommate, my best friend. And when Rich Rod came in, you know, he 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 was like, "Look, you know, you're not going to play here, so you know, you probably want to transfer." And um, he was like, "Well." He he was like okay if you if you feel like that then I'm gonna leave and he he went to Kentucky and he didn't play anymore but you know now he's doing well but it, it's 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 tough because that that year because everybody you know when in 2001 when those seniors um, became seniors I was actually playing you know in in 90 uh, 99 and 2000 so 
those guys that were seniors, I was playing with them the whole time, and for them to go out in in that type of a that type of way, it definitely hurt, you know, because we you definitely want to you know sing your seniors out with you know the, the best way possible because all the work they put in, all the hard work, all the all the sweat and the blood and the tears that that they've you know con, uh, you know put in over those years, you want to make sure that you can send them out the best way possible. And when that came in, the whole transition just killed everything. It killed. You know, it killed the momentum that we had. Um, I, mean, I thought we had a great, I thought we had a great team, a great group of seniors, but we just couldn't gel the way we needed to. And you know, obviously, when when it's really not your team, you can't really lead the way that you think things are supposed to be led. And and you know, saying that, you know, I still I still had a, a pretty good year that year. I still had a, I think, a really good year that year. Um, but it was just guys just wasn't buying into what was saying. And that's kind of the difficulty when new coaches come in, um, you know, from, from Coach Nian, like you said, was a downhill, pounded, you know, grinded, great defensive defensive coach. And when Rich Rod comes in, you know, we kind of fooled a lot of people because, you know, we, we were spread out, we were wide open, but we ran the ball. We were number two in the country. Um, you know, and I think that's that was kind of the staple that we had as, as a West Virginia team. Like, we're going to run the ball. And we're going to play good defense, and and I think that's what we did to um, to accomplish some of the things that that we did um, while while you know while I was playing and you know years after, um, and and obviously you need great players, and you know they they started to recruit great players after you know after I left, and um, um, and and that was kind of like a staple of what you know what Rich Rod was. He got great players, and you know he ran the football, and you know obviously when you got great players that that can make plays you're going to win a lot of games. And, and that's kind of – that was important, you know, to, to West Virginia. And if you go back, you know, from when I started to now, it's a totally different campus. And that's awesome because we see the growth in our football. We see the growth in our and, – and, and just just the, the atmosphere of the whole, you know, university. It's incredible. And the one thing I admire about your game is – you weren't afraid to pound it between the tackles for your size, and that's not to take away, but you weren't 6'3", 6'4". You know, you were a weight room guy, but you were not afraid to pound the rock between the tackles, and that's the one thing I admire about your game is that you could cut the, take it to the outside, catch the perimeter of the defense, take it to the house anytime you touch the football, but lo and behold, if you needed a yard, you would get it for your team, and that's the one thing that we don't see in today's game enough in terms of the spread offense that when teams do need that one yard or a goal line situation, they struggle sometimes, you know, to, to, you know, to get it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's been said when you look at the spread offense a little bit, oh, they need a fullback or, or in terms of short yardage, you know, situations that spread offenses struggle or that they're not as, they're not built to, to get that tough yard in terms of, you know, when they go up against a defense. Talk to me a little bit about that because – and then we'll talk about the great tradition of uh, running back you at West Virginia because I don't think a lot of people understand that. But talk to me about that <laughs> mindset in terms of the spread offense. And you, you, said, you said it, Joe, and at the end of the day, it's a mindset. Um, regardless of what you're running, because, you know, right now I'm, I'm up in Canada and it's, it's totally spread. We, there's no, you know, we, there's no really no fullback in anything. It's a mindset when when you and and I, and I guess the way I was brought up was look there's nobody gonna stop me from getting what I want and um, I, I just think now nowadays uh, the, the young guys these days I mean they're so athletic they they think they can just run around everybody and they kind of lose that mindset of look I'm gonna go take what I want you know when I need to go get it and you know with with, with that mindset I think you know 
that's what that's I think that's what allowed me to do the things that I that I was able to do you know between the tackles and you know blocking guys and 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 just really just really imposing my will being being a smaller guy but imposing my will on guys to to you know propel my team and I think that's what that that's what one thing that allowed my leadership to 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 show through as well is because I'm I wasn't I wasn't afraid I wasn't afraid to to go out there and get my nose dirty and go get that yard and when your players see that you're not or when your teammates see that you're not you're not afraid to do that they gravitate to that they gravitate to it and and and, and with that you know that's how you can really build the organization and build a team and I think that's how we did it because I mean I wasn't going to allow anything around me to be soft you know if you were going to be soft you weren't going to play and I mean it was it was just going to be a natural progression that you just get weaned out of out of what we're doing because, you know, one thing we wouldn't allow is soft players around us. And I'm not saying guys nowadays are soft, but they're, they're just built different. They're built, they're built more for speed and, and more for, for edges. And, and so, and I think that's just the way that things are being recruited now as, as, you know, not to find those guys to go downhill. And I mean, not saying that we, because we found a guy this year um, that, that would run between those tackles and, and do the things that need to be done. But for the most part, guys, Guys, they they they're not recruiting the same type of same type of players. I agree with you, and I'm with you in that mindset. I think when I look at college football, I love the game. I'm an avid fan, and uh, you know I follow it as much as anybody in the country, start to finish. But when I see today's game, it's a different progression and evolution that you hit the nail on the head. I don't see the same type of intensity. Every play, the way I saw in the mid-90s or, the, or even at the start of the decade, I just don't see it consistently. But, you know, yeah. I, I think that, that it, comes, it comes on a lot of factors. It comes with the safety issue. It comes with, I think, a lot of seven-on-seven seven camps, you know, where kids excel, yeah. but then you put them into the tackle environment, it, it's a different animal. And I think that that's what we even see on the offensive side of the ball, even from the quarterback position. But – but that's incredible, and I love to hear your insight. Uh, great players such as yourself, I love to hear your thoughts about it. But when, when we look at West Virginia, and you, you, I have this list. I mean, it's incredible when you think about the running back talent, uh, professional talent there. I mean, Adrian Morell, he had an outstanding career uh, for the New York Jets. A, a guy that I loved was Robert Walker. Didn't get as much fanfare, uh, you know, in the NFL, but was a dynamic running back in Morgantown. Robert Walker, uh, just for mm-hmm. me, epitomized what West Virginia football was all about. Then you have the, the running back that came before you in Amos Zeroway that was another uh, dynamic running back, just a pound it between the tackles runner and just could take it to the house. And then you guys, you have guys like K.J. Harris who, who came onto the scene and then Steve Slayton and, no, and Noel Devine. And then two guys now in Wendell Smallwood and, and Russell Shell last year. Really, uh, you think of the talent from top to bottom, Avon, and, and then you're the career leader at your university, I mean, the, the running backs that came before you and after you, to have the success that you had in Morgantown is unreal. You know what? I, I just got to give glory, you know, glory to God, because, I mean, it, it's been it's been a blessing, too. And, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that the record's going to get broken soon um, because of the talent that we're getting there, where the talent that we're getting there. And also, um, you know, some of the guys, they leave a little bit early, or they don't actually get the opportunity to play as early as I did as well. So, um, you know, I, I I don't I don't foresee it standing around uh you know too much longer. But you know it's it's just been a it's just been a great. I mean from from watching Amos, I said you know what I want to be better than him. And I mean it, it was tough because 
I mean, he was so great. He was just he was he was like a Barry Sanders to me. I mean, and and when after after the '98 season, when he you know I seen him, I met him in the um I didn't meet him, but we were walking back to our rooms in the in the hotel after the bowl game, and he was like, you know, it's your show now, and I don't even know if he remembers that, but by him giving me that insight. Just saying that to me, it just gave me the confidence to say, "Okay, look, I'm gonna go take this thing." And you know, man, I, I was telling him since I was, since I was a, a soft, I mean, a junior in high school, that I was gonna be better than him. You know what I mean? Because I would come to the games as a junior with my coach, who actually coached with Don Nealon, and you know, just to just to be able to follow, you know, to follow in his footsteps and, and do the things that he did um, on on the level of, of West Virginia was just it's just phenomenal, man. And then the talent that we're getting now. It's just unbelievable. I mean, we're getting guys that's bigger, stronger, and faster. You know, starting with, you know, Quincy Wilson. You forgot to mention Quincy Wilson, who was a hometown hero, who was phenomenal. I know. I love Quincy Wilson. Phenomenal. He he was was absolutely a beast. And I just, you know, it's funny because I got a quick story. Uh, Quincy was actually going to take my job because I wasn't having a very good spring ball. And and I think it was in 2000. I think it was in 2000. Like he came in as a freshman and was just phenomenal. Like he was he was doing things that a freshman shouldn't be able to do, and you know it was just by the grace of God that he you know not not that I wanted him to get hurt, but he had towards ACL in the spring game, which gave me the opportunity to continue to be the starting tailback, and I that kind of woke me up. Like man, I knew I was losing this this battle because he was just phenomenal. I mean it, he was just having a heck of a year, and um. That dude, that dude right there pushed me to be to, to work out more than I've ever had because he was just such he was just such a, a, a ahead of his time as far as being a tailback. And then uh, KJ came after that, and him having a big games, and and then you know we get into Steve and 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 Noel Divine, and then we get into um, uh, what's the receiver he went to um, who who played a little bit of tailback in um, a couple years ago. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on, man. We we have we 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 get so many great players. It's just unbelievable, and I and I I don't see anything us anything less because what we do, we run the football. I mean, every coach here has been a staple of you know making sure that we run the football and tailbacks that know you're going to run the football and they're good tailbacks. They should understand like West Virginia is a place to be. We come from a long line of great backs that come here and make plays. And you only have an opportunity to do the same thing if you come to West Virginia and you show and you you know you you got good character things like that. You'll 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 be a great you'll be a great back. That's incredible. And I remember Quincy Wilson. I did forget to mention him, but I have to be honest. He was dynamic. You're absolutely right. And and I used to tape all of his games because I really was admired by his running style too. Because he was a, a physically bigger back. He he was about six one, six two, but he he looked like he was around two fifteen, two twenty. And th- that game against Miami, I remember it. It was a Thursday night, and West Virginia was big underdogs, and nobody thought West Virginia could play with the Hurricanes back then. And they almost struck the upset because of Quincy Wilson. I mean, he was running all over guys on a Thursday night on ESPN. He made the highlight reel uh, like all all night on ESPN. So uh, great point about Quincy Wilson and just great points about, about running backs from West Virginia, Avon. I mean, incredible. Talk to me about what you see out of Wendell Smallwood as he makes the, the jump to the next level. Now he had a, he had an outstanding uh, season last year. He split time at Russell shell 
He, a lot of people think he's a situational back, but when I look at him, I think if he adds a, a 10 pounds of muscle, he could be an every down, down back in the NFL because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Give me your thoughts about his game as he transitions to the NFL. Yeah, I think he's going to shock a lot of people. As as the, uh, What was the, the back from, not last year, but the year before, who who actually got drafted, I think, by Tampa Bay or something. He got I can't remember where he went, but um, he actually – he, he's actually going to shock people because of his size and his speed. Um, and, I mean, he has great hands. I mean, I don't think most people understand the, 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 the ability to catch the football. And being a situational back, I, I, can't, I can't see that happening because of his size. And, and like you said, if he, put on, if he puts on about 10 pounds, I think the sky's going to be the limit with him because of, you know, his speed. Like, I don't think people understand how fast he is and how big he is. I mean, he's not a 4-3 guy, but he's a – He's a high four four, I think, in, in, in my opinion. Um, the way the way he plays on the field, I mean, the clock might not say high four four, but I, the way he plays on the field, he he's a four four guy, and four four that's rare. That's rare error. Most guys want to be four fours and and don't actually don't actually um, you know have the have the the ability on the clock to do it. And I think this guy does, especially when he plays on the field. And I think he's gonna, like I said, he's gonna shock a lot of people because of you know his, his speed. His speed and, and the way he plays the game. He plays the game hungry. He plays the game as 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 you know. And I think the one thing that you do need on the next level is a guy that's not afraid to go hit somebody in the mouth. And I I know I know he'll do that. I mean that's what he showed. You know he'll pick up the blitz and and he will. You know he he's going to run through people because of his size and speed. I agree with you. So we'll see how it plays out. But, I mean, I think his upside is, is unbelievable at the next level. I mean, it, it, we'll have to see how it plays out. But uh, I think he's a steal, you know, in the later rounds. I know he's not projected as a, a first-round draft pick or even a second. But he's a guy that, you know, even if he's a free agent, he's a guy that can, can make a team. And, and, you know, if they give him an opportunity, he's, he's one that can really make a difference in terms of the running game. You you had an outstanding career in the NFL, and then you went on to the CFL. Talk to me as a running back. What was the biggest thing that you had to learn in terms of your game, making the jump from college to the pro level? You know, I I really think I really think it, it, it's really the speed. I mean, I, and everybody says that the speed of the game. I mean, when I went from high school to college, and I would go for for the spring practices and watch those guys do inside run. I mean, it was just so much faster. Like you would, you would be like, I, I was watching. Like, how do they get through those holes? And then when you went to the next level, you got guys the same. I mean, you got guys even bigger running, running the same speed. You know what I mean? And it's, it's and I think the biggest thing is the speed of the game. And the, what what allowed what allowed me to do that was was my ability to adapt. I mean, I guess from from growing up from where you know where I came from, you got to be able to adapt. And if you don't adapt. And I mean, you got to be hungry too. And I think that was that was huge for me. I mean, I think a lot of guys want to do it, but you know, I went I went to camp, and there was guys that were drafted that just wasn't hungry as as other guys were. Because I guess because they were drafted. But I mean, I, this is this was a dream of mine. This was a goal of mine. I was a free agent, and as a free agent, you know, it was only two guys on the two free agents on the team to to make it, and it was me and another guy, Casey Fitzsimmons. And and I, I think that was for me. It was. It wasn't an option. I mean, I, I really wanted to do it, and I mean, I guess what what, what I'm saying is, if, it, if I put my mind to something, I'm going to get it done. And I think that the mindset, as I go back to everything, like even when I coach now, it's a mindset, fellas. You 
you have to have a mindset of getting things done however it needs to be done. And uh, and that was just – it wasn't an option for me not to be able to get it done. And with that said, you know, just just that just that mindset that I have of always being successful, always being able to – to 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 adapt and get it done the way it needs to get be done. That's great. And you mentioned that, you know being a coach now. You're part of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL. Great team. That's a great league as well. I mean, we've seen NFL talent come out of there, and vice versa. NFL stars go to play in the CFL uh, after their days in the NFL. Talk to me about the talent at the CFL level, the league itself. What is, what's, what, what's dynamic about it? We know, I know the, the field and the, and the downs, but in terms of the players, because there's great talent that goes under the radar there uh, that I watch the games each and every you know, week in, in that league. But talk to me about your thoughts and feelings about the CFL. Oh, I mean, I think I I can't say I can't say enough about the CFL because um, it's you know what it is it, it's 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 kind of like a, a comfortability Oregon um, playing professional football and I think that's why some of the great players that play up there don't really come down is because their family's taken care of they've already been solidified and I mean this is great players I mean we as, as you've seen like Cam Newton I mean Cam Newton um, Cam Wake. Um, was a was a defensive lineman up here who you know broke every record, and um, you know he, he he was up here for for I think two years, and um, you know he went down to the to the NFL, and I mean there's numerous uh, defensive linemen and defensive um, linebackers that went down there, and also you know skill positions as well. So I mean the talent is still here. It's just it's just the guys you know their mind wasn't right at the time or whatever whatever the reason is um, that they weren't prepared for that opportunity. You know and and. It's unfortunate sometimes because there's a there's too many great athletes up here that that don't really get an opportunity to 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 play you know in the NFL and I mean and, and it's not necessarily you know a, a bad thing not to do it because this is a great league up here it's a great league for for guys to to kind of you know get their talents out and and do something that they love to do and um, some of the guys that that I played with I mean I had. You know, obviously the best quarterback that ever played football. Um, he has more yards than everybody else. I mean, so I can't say I, I, I can't say he's not one of the greatest because he has more yards than any other quarterback in in the history of football. So I mean, there's great talent up here. I mean, and these guys they they want it just the same way. It's just the fact that you know some other guys see see it you know like scouts and 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 and, and um, you know GMs they see it differently in the NFL. But then they they go up to Canada. We go up to Canada and have great careers. You know, you know, Hall of Fame careers that you know go up there and break numerous amount of records and ten thousand yards rush. I mean, it's 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 endless uh, amounts of talent. It's just maybe their size. They don't want to take a chance on them, and they go up in in Canada and just you know do what they've been doing since they were since they were kids, and they just become stars again, and, and they get comfortable up there, saying, okay, look, I don't want to go back down there. I you know I, I tried it and. I didn't have the success that that I or they necessarily say, look, I don't want to I don't want to take a chance. I mean, I'm I'm comfortable up there. I'm getting paid well. I mean, it's not believe me, it's not NFL money, but they're getting paid well enough to to say, look, I'm okay. And I mean, the talent up there again, man, is 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 it's comparable. I mean, because most of the guys from the NFL, maybe their mind isn't right. Maybe you know they haven't they haven't necessarily thought you know thought it through as far as financial decisions and you know, would drink. And I mean, they, they, this is like the second, the second tier of, of, 
of football. There's no, I don't think there's an, another league, um, you know, on the level of the CFL. I mean, there's NFL and then there's CFL, and everything else is is you know behind that because of the talent. That's great, and and you t- you mentioned the all time leader, and it's Anthony Cavillo, right? I mean, that's how you say his last yeah. name. I watched him because I, I, I here's you know, and I told you, I don't know if I told you the story, but Robert Edwards was one of my favorite running backs, you know, back in the day in college, the great Georgia running backs. He he came back in the NFL after a severe leg injury with the Miami Dolphins, got a comeback player of the week, and then after his career was over in the NFL, went to Montreal to play for the Alouettes. And and I know that you sat behind him for a year and then all of a sudden took his job. But I watched a lot of those games and your games in the CFL, and I, I just admired the talent and I would watch CFL games every week because I love Robert Edwards and I wanted to see that you know see him play and and you know so uh, but you know have followed the CFL for years and it's just you're right just the talent that's there it is a second tier because it's a league it's an established league and we've seen great college players you know move on to that league another one of my personal favorites played for the Hamilton. Tiger Tats was uh, Danny McManus, the former Florida State quarterback. I grew up watching him and loved him in, in his college career. And when he mo- moved on to the CFL, I, I followed a lot of his games. So uh, I love hearing stories about that, Avon. That's what, that's what makes the game of football so special, hearing the transition. It's not just the NFL. It's hearing, you know, the college stories and then Absolutely. the transition to, whatever, to what it's all about. And now you're coaching – I mean, that's got to be a great, great uh, honor to, to give back and, and mentor younger athletes today, right? I mean, that, that, you know what? It's so it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding because, I mean, one, like like you said, like you said earlier, as far as how the game has changed, and not necessarily always for the for the for the better, you know, because of the mentality that that, that is nowadays. You know, a lot of a lot of players, a lot of a lot of um, athletes. Nowadays, they feel so entitled, and having a guy that that played in 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 those years where you know you had to work for everything that you've got, you know you had to you had to you know you got to put in your time, and just having that experience of just playing the game, and now that I can take that experience that I've had and give it back to these guys and let them know, look, you have to. There's things that has to happen, and, and my experiences um, are not the same as everybody else's. Mine is not always right, and you know, what What I would like to say, you know, to that is, is, again, is, guys, always, we always have to work for what we want, and you find nowadays that they don't do it. And now I have an opportunity to kind of express that to these guys and, and just to get them to continue to see the game, you know, from old eyes, you know what I mean, oh, from a guy that played, you know, in, in, the, in the late 90s in college where, you know, guys would, you know, work out. I mean, it was just, it just seems like a totally different era than what it was you know, when I played and just to, just to give that back. I mean, obviously everything that we did back in the day isn't right because there's a lot of concussion things that's going on now that, you know, we, we weren't really concerned with. But, again, we actually have um, – well, you know, I, I think it was the greatest era of, of football, you know, from – you know, I, I like to say a lot of times where, you know, when I talk to guys, I mean, they stopped really making this model of athlete after 79. You know what I mean, and and, and now it's a new breed of athlete. So we we try right. to give them that mentality of what we did back in the day, and 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 you know just to give them that mindset of how how the game was played and how we think the game should be played. 
That's great, and you're right. I mean, that's that's a great statement. I, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. They had, they stopped making this this brand of athlete after 1979. That's great, and that, that epitomizes your work ethic of what it took to be a great running back in college and and in the CFL. I mean, a professional through and through, and that's what I admire about your game. I think you're a class act. I think you're an inspiration uh, and a role model for athletes of all ages and, and love the fact that you're giving back as a coach now with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I just want to thank you for joining me today. I mean, the insight, the information, Avon, has been awesome. And I would love to have you on, you know, once the season's over, once college football kicks in, we'll talk some West Virginia football. Oh, absolutely. I would love it, man. I just thank you again for, for your time, man. Thank you for reaching out and, and allowing me to, you know, kind of kind of give back a little bit, give back some, some of my insight, man. It's always fun, man. It's always fun. Well, I wish you the best. Have a great season, and I'll be in touch. All right, Joe. Thank you, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. That was former standout for the West Virginia Mountaineers, Avon Colburn, West Virginia leader in rushing yards, with 5,164, I mean, when you think about the running backs that went to West Virginia throughout the day, I mean, the list is unreal. I mean, and he leads them. He had 28 100-yard rushing games in his career. That's a record. Unbelievable talent and an unbelievable person because he is a role model, and he's a class act, and he's taken his career now to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as coach. So follow him there. We're just getting started. This is what the game of football is all about, hearing the stories, hearing from great players such as Avon Colburn. We're going to have a great show. Corey and I are going to be back within a couple of weeks. We'll be breaking down some of the biggest games of the the 2016 college football season. I mean, we are just getting started. I am chomping at the bit for the new season to start. I can't wait. I know spring ball is underway. But if you're like me, it's meaningless unless there's an injury that we have to talk about. We're not going to learn anything about these teams in spring ball. I like to jump ahead. I like to get to week number one. Let's start breaking it down numbers-wise, and then we'll, we'll put the pieces in place in August when we see position battles. But that's what it's all about. Stay with me all season long on GoForTheChew.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.